Hello, 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 and welcome to Courageously Kind. I'm Maddie. And I'm Liz. We're twin sisters and best friends. Together, we share stories of especially kind humans doing especially kind things in hopes that these conversations motivate and inspire you to be kinder to yourself and others. When we're not speaking with an incredible guest, we'll speak directly from our hearts about what it means to us to be courageously kind. Awesome. Um, where are you located, by the way? I'm in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Amazing. Is it hot there? (laughs) It's been hot, but honestly, I just got back from Palm Springs and it was 117 there. And so coming back here, mid seventies. So I'm like, this is, you know, we have it too good here. (laughs) Right. Beautiful. We were on the border of New York and Pennsylvania and we've had a heat wave this week and it's been like a hundred degrees and we are not used to this. Oh my gosh. I know that's crazy for East coast. Wow. Right. Isn't that insane? Yeah. People it rained last night and it's cooling down, but yeah. It was oh, good. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. It was such a wave there for a second. Oh my God. Crazy. <clears throat> so we're grateful that it is cooling down now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I guess it. we'll get into it. Um, so many questions for you. First, you started a nonprofit when you were 15. Girl, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> where, where did the idea for Dreamcatchers come from? And what was it like to start a nonprofit in high school? Yeah, well, I was volunteering um, at a local hospice with my older sister. And, and that was just kind of where she decided to volunteer. She was a little bit older and needed volunteer hours. And um, I just kind of tagged along with her. And really, I had always had this kind of affinity for spending time with people much older than myself and older generations. And I was always interested in talking to like people's grandparents and that type of thing. And so when I started volunteering at this hospice, I was starting to, you know, realize that there weren't a lot of other young people doing that. And and a lot of these people on, on hospice didn't even have visitors. They didn't even have like family and friends come see them very often. And so that just kind of felt like a, a hole to me and like a, something that I could help to fill. And so um, so I was just kind of trying to think of what I could do myself to, to do something more for some of these people who were kind of alone in these, in these final days. And, um, that's when the idea for dream catchers came to me through a movie really. Um, and that was kind of the initial inspiration, tried it out on my own and it ended up becoming a club at my high school and I got friends involved and then it just kind of has spread and spread um, since then, which has been totally unexpected, but super, super cool to see. Um, And I didn't ever, you know, dream of creating a nonprofit. It just kind of happened that people started donating and I was like, I don't know what to do with this money. You know, I think I need to set up some sort of established like structure for it. And so that's kind of when uh, the nonprofit part came into play and, and we created that. So yeah, it's just been an, an unexpected yet very fulfilling and wonderful journey uh, these past, I guess, 13 years now. Wow. That's wow. amazing. Incredible. That's Can awesome. I ask what movie inspired all of this? Yeah. No, it was um, Patch Adams. I don't know if you guys have oh. ever seen it. Oh, I love that yes. movie. Such a good one. Yeah, there's a scene where he um he fills that that pool full of noodles for that older woman who wanted to who always dreamed of swimming in a in a pool of cooked noodles, and so he did that for her, kind of like her big dream. And so that was kind of the the moment that I was like, you know, I should be able to 
help do this for people who aren't often asked what their dream is. A lot of people don't really, you know, give that same attention to older people versus like kids or something with, with sicknesses or illnesses. Um, so that was kind of just a flipping sort of flipping make a wish on its head, if you will. Yeah. I love that. That That was yeah something that I didn't realize until finding your organization was, Oh yeah, there is organizations doing stuff like this for younger people, but older people are, are people too. And they have, you know, yeah. Yeah. Kind of leads me into our next question. Um, have you found, are there like misconceptions that maybe younger people have about older people or vice versa that maybe through dream catchers, they realize, you know, maybe their ideas are not necessarily true or, or something changes within like connecting younger people and older people. Yeah, totally. And that's really a huge reason why we keep it run by young people, because we've found that those connections across generations can be the most powerful thing that we do. Um, Really just in having, I I was reading this thing one time and it was saying, and I'm going to butcher it, but it was something along the lines of like, um, a single interaction can, can, completely destroy any ageism that someone has. So it it, like, sometimes all it takes is like one conversation. And the sad part is a lot of times that never happens. And so people just kind of continue on with these stereotypes and these judgments. And if you just have that conversation, you're like, oh, maybe that was all wrong. Um, And so that's really been cool to see in our youth, but also in our in our older adults that we serve, um, the hospice patients often, you know, come to us after they're like, you've restored my faith in youth and in in the young people of the world. And I feel like we're going to be okay. You know, our future's (laughs) bright. And so a lot of them, you know, come in with this, you know, you see on the news, like, like you guys are, are really helping to kind of change is like, there's so much negativity out there. And there's a lot about like how terrible young people are and selfish and, you know, destroying the world and, and same thing about older people, right? The young people also say it. And so just having these conversations has been so powerful for them to say, see like, oh, that's maybe just a stereotype that's been fed to me throughout my whole life, but not everyone's like that, right? There's always the few black sheep, but that's not really something that completely um, represents an entire population or an entire generation of people. So that's been really a, a beautiful and, and a huge part of why we do the intergenerational component. Yeah, that's awesome. So beautiful. I feel like you're just like tearing down this wall that divides us based on age, which is so silly. It's such a silly thing to be divided by, but it's so, you know, relevant. Yeah. Absolutely. It's true. Yeah. We're so, and we're apparently more age segregated than ever because we have like all our communities for, you know, young people are in school and then we put our older people in nursing homes or retirement communities. And it just feels like such a separated society in that way. And, you know, amongst all the other isms that are out there, like racism, Mm -hmm. sexism, ageism isn't one we talk about as much. So it's definitely something that's prevalent um, and and can be really harmful. Yeah, absolutely. And I would imagine like technology is probably a barrier too. You know what I mean? We're growing up in this age of technology where we know how to do all these things and we can communicate with each other really easily, but maybe the older generations can't, can't do that as, as well, or just don't know as much about it as we know about it. I would imagine that's totally. 
there. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a real communication barrier. And I think that that's a big reason, you know, we can't really, we don't really connect because it's like when certain generations rely almost exclusively on technology to communicate and form friendships or connections, it's like this whole generation doesn't even have that. Um, so they're naturally kind of more left out of the conversation, I think. Absolutely. And I thought you had when when you mentioned um, that we don't really talk about ageism, like it's one of those things that we're all hopefully maybe going to experience, you know, we're all going to get older um, and we all mm-hmm. were younger at one point, but it, we really don't talk about that, that lack of maybe communication or that barrier between the generation. So I think besides what you're doing with like bringing a lot of joy and kindness to people who are maybe in their final days, um, you're also doing some really, really cool and really important work to break those barriers between those generations. And that's really cool. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that we can kind of carry this on and reach as many young people with this message and as many older adults with this message too, because it's really, you know, it's simple interactions and they can really change the way we think. And and you're right, like each of us are aging every minute of every day, like that's what we're doing. So it's like, we're all experiencing it and it's gonna, you know, hopefully sometime in the future, ageism won't be as much of a thing. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there one dream that Dreamcatchers has helped make a reality that stands out to you, that is the most memorable, that maybe is your favorite? I would imagine it's probably hard to pick a favorite, but is there one that stands out to you? It's so hard to pick a favorite because I obviously had favorites when I was, excuse me, when I was doing the dream fulfilling myself. Right. Um, And like some of my first ones were obviously the most memorable because they were just so impactful um, early on. But then I hear about other ones that chapters are fulfilling every day. And I'm like, that's really amazing and really cool and beautiful. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's been so many, I would say. um, I mean, my very first dream was was very memorable and impactful for me. Um, And then I've met a couple when I was in high school and and still fulfilling dreams. there was a woman named Helen and she was a foodie her whole life and she owned a restaurant and she just loved food. And unfortunately her, her illness at, um, at this phase of life had, had made her bed bound. So she wasn't able to leave her home and go out to eat, which she loved to do. And, um, she was talking about how she loved like the experience of dining in or dining out, um, you know, somewhere at a restaurant and how her favorite food was Chinese food. And so, um, what I ended up doing, I think I was like 15 or 16 at the time. It was one of my very first dreams. And I kind of brought the Chinese restaurant to her. I like decorated it as the restaurant was decorated and served her this five course meal. And it was just, it's really more about for me getting to know her. And I heard stories and I ended up continuing to visit her and and share life experiences with her um, up until the end. So that was just really powerful. And it was just cool to kind of learn about her life and what she had been through that's awesome that's, that's so, so beautiful oh my and like you said just to like get to know her as person you yeah. know what I mean I'm, I'm sure you know at this point in her life she was probably you know seen as like a patient and someone with an illness and and just to be able to like connect with her and, and see her humanity yeah that was that was really what it was about and like her family I think was out of town so they weren't really nearby to visit her and so I kind of became that like you know, visitor that, um, was able to kind of chat with her and listen to her stories. And yeah, it was, it was just a really fun time. 
That's so sweet. That's so beautiful. And what I love about what you're doing too is that it's not just a one action thing. You know, it's not like you're you're just giving them something and then leaving. But you're giving them emotions and, and memories and joy that will last the rest of their life, which is so beautiful. I love that so much. Yeah, I really hope so. I hope it's like a moment that they and their families can really remember up until the end and, and beyond even just giving them that like moment of happiness. And then and then really amongst our, our young people in high school and college when they're doing this, it really carries forward with them because I know like Helen and, and other dreamers really impacted my life and my perspective and continue to as I as I get older. And so I think that's um, that's really a huge a huge part of it is really having that stay with you and, and impact your life beyond their life. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything that you have learned about life through working with people that are dying that maybe you would have would not have learned otherwise or anything like that? Yeah, tons. I mean, I don't even know where to start, but they, they really, I think, especially when you're at that age, like when I started and I was in high school and when you're in high school, you're kind of, you know, in your own little bubble of like, not really being able to look outside yourself much. And you're, you're kind of just seeing the world from one, from one viewpoint. Um, and so it really helped me to see outside of that and see like, oh, this is, you know, there are other people outside of myself and there's, things I can do outside of myself that, that are meaningful to others and impactful. And, um, and especially, you know, things like really being present with people versus like, you know, we all have our phones and our Apple watches and all this stuff now, but it's like, you know, just taking time away from that when you're with someone and genuinely trying to connect because there are so many distractions. And so it just means so much more when you're able to give someone your full attention and, and even just simplicity, like appreciating the simple little things, like as a high schooler, you're like, I want a new phone. I want a car. I want, you know, all these things that you want, but it's like the things that matter are not things. It's, right. it's those moments and it's your family and it's your friends and it's the love around you. So that, that was really powerful to learn at a young age. Cause most of us learn that later after we've kind of had some of these life experiences, but, um, being given those lessons as I was in that time of like being so self-centered and really focused on materialistic things. It helps you to, to see outside of that. Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. I love it. Can I ask more about the logistical, how do you match up young people with dreamers? Yeah. So basically how it works is we have student chapters that form all over. Um, like someone can request to form a chapter at any point. They're usually in high school or college, um, kind of around that age group. They can also form them in their communities or wherever. And then once they form a chapter, we work to find them a hospice partner. So if there's a hospice in their community, we get them all partnered up with us, which basically just means they are putting the word out amongst their social workers and nurses as they're visiting patients. And then from there, the, the relationship is pretty self-sustaining on their own. So they, the hospice will, will get the contact info of the student chapter leader. And then any dream requests that, that maybe the social workers or nurses come across when they're visiting their patients, maybe someone's ta been talking about how much they love to dance a lot or something that they keep bringing up. 
um, that would be a perfect example of like, oh, how can we turn this into a dream for you or like make that experience a reality one last time? And then they would contact the student chapter and the student chapter then does all of the planning and the, and the work to kind of make that happen. So so they're pretty much like little relationships that that exist in communities all over. Um, and we help facilitate those relationships initially, but then we hope that they kind of sustain themselves from there, there on out and, and they're able to just communicate back and forth with one another. That's awesome. And you guys are like all over the country, right? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, we're all over. We hope to be in all 50 states in like a year or less, but we're in about 25 states now. Um, and we have about um, 45 student chapters. So um, yeah, just kind of all over the place. <laughs> that's so awesome. I love it. So cool. I'm going to see if there's one in our community. I would love yeah. to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, Definitely. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely a fun time. It's a it's a really good way to kind of connect with your community. And we've seen that it makes communities really stronger because they begin to appreciate bringing generations together a little bit more. And um, and then it's something that can live on past you when like you're in your high school or college, like when you graduate or go on to whatever you're doing next, it's able to kind of continue if you find successors for that. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's, it's really something that I honestly would never think about, you know what I mean? Pairing mm -hmm. up younger kids and, and people in hospice, but I think it's so, so special and so unique to anything else that I have ever heard of. And um, it, it, it's obvious that it's really making a difference in both um, the younger generation and the older generation. So that's so awesome. I hope so. That's the goal. Hopefully we can just get it everywhere. And, you know, as prevalent as Make-A-Wish is, right? It's, it's equally <laughs> Absolutely. If people want to get involved and want to support Dreamcatchers, how can they do so? So we, it, we our website is dreamcatchersfoundation.org and on there is all sorts of information about getting involved, whether you're a student in high school or college that wants to start a chapter, become involved with the chapter, great. We are also always looking for adult volunteers to kind of help support chapters in their communities or hospices or healthcare providers that want to get involved on that side of things. And obviously donors, that's very important. Um, really, there's tons of ways to get involved in, in any way. So dreamcatchersfoundation.org is our website. And we have obviously our Instagram where you found us and um, and all the other social medias. So it's easy to find us, hopefully. Awesome. I <laughs> love Beautiful. It. Before we let you go, is there any last um, advice or memories or anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I would I would love to just say you know, if you're listening to this and um, regardless of, you know, what your, where your interest lies or where your passion is, maybe it's not for what exactly we're doing, which is totally fine. Um, but I would just say to try and have a conversation with another generation today, or maybe the, the older couple that's sitting at the restaurant across from you or the older man or woman who might be eating alone or, or picking up their coffee or whatever it is, just, just have a conversation. It can really break so many more boundaries and barriers than we think. Um, even just saying hi, hello, and expressing kindness that way. So along with your amazing message of this podcast, um, I think really cross-generational conversations, interactions, just do your best to, to do that maybe once a week, once a month, however you can, because it really, helps to to break down those stereotypes so 
I think that's that's it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's <laughs> awesome. Having the courage to like go up to those older people and just say, hey, how's your day going? What's going yeah. on? I think can be so rewarding. We both um we both work retail and we see a lot of older people come into our store and it you can tell that sometimes they just want to chat and they just want somebody to talk yeah. to and and they're most of the time really funny and um it's just a wonderful wonderful little exchange so yeah thank you for sharing that message with us today and I hope that everyone listening um yeah has the courage to to reach out and be kind to to some older people in their lives so Caitlin thank you so much thank you this was so much fun you guys are awesome um this was just so easy to talk to you and and share so I love what you're doing oh you're so sweet thank you you for being here and Dreamcatchers is, is really so so awesome it's so awesome that you just like you're obviously like super driven and and focused and and that you just had this idea and and turned it into a you know a now nationwide movement is just awesome thank you well we're still go. we still got lots of work to do absolutely <laughs> absolutely and any way that we can support you absolutely yeah. thank you thank you, thank yes. you so much you're so welcome so um we are filming we're in college so we're getting ready to go back to school in august and our plan is to film a bunch of these interviews and then post them when we get back to school so this one will most likely air either august to september um but we'll send you links when it's ready to go out and and listen and we'll obviously tag the website and tag all your social medias and that good stuff so oh that'd be great so where do you guys go to school we are in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So if you've ever seen The Office, um, <laughs> have I seen The Office? I know, oh. right? <laughs> so yeah, we go to a, a small liberal arts college in Scranton. So, oh, that's so cool. And are you are you um, studying something along the lines of like media or anything like that? Communications, or yeah. You are. Oh, I love yes. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's what year fun. are you? We're gonna be sophomores. Oh, nice. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. So much, so much time left in the fun days of college. <laughs> right? I know. It feels like we're just, and it feels like really exciting because I think COVID restrictions are light enough and, and I hope we can have some, some more fun in our, our Yeah, I know. Yeah. At least were you in, did you get to go to school this last we did. year? We did. Okay, good. And it was, it was like, things were slowly starting to come back, you know, clubs and events and stuff like that. Um, but hopefully yeah. this year we'll be more in full swing of things (laughs) yeah well this is just so cool that you that you started this podcast and I'm I'm inspired by you so thank you for for doing what you do and I'll be sure to spread spread all the links and the word and everything as much as I can thank you so much much. we're inspired by you oh my god so inspired by you you're awesome so much inspiration (laughs) we love it so much I love love it it. (laughs) that's so cool Good stuff. Well, thank Did you, you both so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't think I have any questions. I'm Perfect. sorry that the first time it didn't work out. Oh my god, no, that was I... totally our bad. Totally our bad. Oh, All good. good. Scheduling sometimes is like the hardest thing of like, did you email? Did I email? Right. But yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm just no I totally get it. We were able to work cool. out. Today. Well, I'll look forward to seeing the links. Um, and yes. yeah, just to let me know if there's anything I can do to help you guys too absolutely thank you so much thank you thank this was you. awesome have a great rest of your well, day great to meet you both thanks yes. you too great bye. to meet you as well bye, bye.
We'd like to give a huge thank you to Anna Waltz Landscape Contracting for their support of Courageously Kind. Anna Waltz is a family-owned landscape contracting company in Berks County that has served Pennsylvania for over 35 years. If you're ready to get your landscaping project started, visit AnnaWaltzLandscape.com or call 610-916-7070. Anna Waltz Landscape Contracting, beautifying Pennsylvania one yard at a time. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, feel free to share it with your friends, your family, or anyone you think might like it too. And if you want to support the show, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Or check out our merch store at courageouslykind.org. Take good care, and we'll see you back here real soon.